Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Money Ed Podcast. Money Ed is an education platform for young adults who want to better understand personal finance and gain greater confidence in managing their money. Each week we'll address the important topics within personal finance that really matter to you in an informative yet easy to listen to approach. The best way to improve your personal finance is through education and we want to provide a place where you can learn outside of the classroom, office or lecture hall. Yes, so this week we are hitting you with budgeting basics. This is the final episode in our managing our income series and you know really like ties together everything we've spoken about so far and you know the last four episodes have been you know all about understanding our income maximizing our income and just basically ensuring that we know what our money is and where our money is and how much we have so that we can get down to this point and this episode which is budgeting which is a massive part of personal finance so it's been a really interesting week and I know that for a lot of you it's been quite difficult. Being at home is, uh, especially working from home, is very challenging mentally. Um, it can be really difficult to get into the swing of things. So I hope everyone is doing okay. Um, but it's actually been a bloody nice week. The weather has been amazing, which is good because it means we can get outside and you know enjoy the sun, but bad because the majority of us have been stuck inside our rooms all day or our dining room you know doing work but I hope you have been following the guidance of the government staying inside being safe and you know just kind of following the rules I say rules you know following the guidance they said and hopefully we won't be we won't have to stay in this lockdown for much longer but you know while you're in lockdown it's always good to listen to a good podcast so hopefully you'll be listening to this one anyway so over the, as I said at the start, over the last you know few weeks, we've been talking about managing your income and you know how important it is. And so the overall aim of understanding our income really helps us to move forward with the next part of the show and the next part of the podcast, which is today budgeting. But going on, we'll be looking at you know managing our outgoings, managing our savings, you know investing, all those sorts of you know the key aspects of personal finance. Um, but as I said, today we're going to be solely focusing on budgeting um, and, you know, just just what it encompasses and what it's all about. So, but before we get into it, I'm going to briefly talk about what we, what we spoke about last week, which was understanding tax, because although it's a boring one, I hope it was quite informational and hope you guys gave you guys a good understanding about, you know, the different taxes we pay and how we pay them and how they impact our income and our earnings. And, you know, just kind of opened your eyes to them a little bit. And I think hopefully, you know, talking about tax, tax kind of allowances and reliefs and all that has just shown you that there are ways you can reduce your tax burden. Um, but yeah, this week we are going to look at budgeting. Now, budgeting encompasses, you know, a wide range of personal finance and it can be quite broad but today we're going to literally just talk about the actual act of budgeting you know how we go about it the you know a number of methods we use and why it's beneficial to us so i'm just going to jump straight in and basically first talk about as i said you know why first of all why we've been looking at income the last four weeks and why this builds up to it and really you know but like a fundamental part of budgeting is your income you know you budget 
your money essentially you you're allocating finances you're allocating your money to certain aspects of your life and i'm not if you can't understand if you don't know can't get my words out today if you can't if you don't know what your income is accurately then you're not going to be able to budget accurately so you know we've looked at you know we've looked at understanding and maximizing income potential we've spoken about how or changing our banks can improve our income but now we're going to u- look at how we can utilize that income and start allocating it into parts of our life so budgeting in a sense has many forms um, but in personal finance it can really just be easily defined as estimating our income and expenses based on our future plans and objectives but what do we budget you know things that we include in our budget include our priority debts so things like mortgages credit card payments uh, everyday expenses so travel food uh, living costs rent etc you've got savings you've got a budget for your savings uh, you've got a budget for your investing so where you're spending money on investments you've got a budget for things like holidays you've got a budget for your emergency funds you know you've got all these different things you can budget for and as i said at the start with many parts of personal finance uh, the most important you know thing to do is to align your budgeting with your financial goals and as i've spoken before on the show financial goals are massively important because they give you a target to reach for and a lot of the time when you're budgeting say if you're budgeting for a holiday you'll say you're putting money aside for your for the goal of reaching a holiday so let's say if your goal is to save more money you know what you're going to be doing is you're going to be budgeting so that you spend less on maybe like everyday expenses like going out and stuff and you're allocating more of your budget to your savings account or you're allocating more of your budget to your investing so that's a massive part of it and uh, you know what comes with that is understanding what your goals are and then setting a budget based on that and as I said guys it's just it's all down to what your goals are and what your personal kind of view and view is so you know once you've identified what your financial goal is um there are there are really are so many different ways you can budget and there isn't like one right way to do it as i've said before personal finance is all about being personal to you so we're all gonna find things more easy or more diff or maybe more difficult and so it's just about tailoring the budgeting process to what you what you think is good so you can physically budget in different ways you know i know some people who actually like to write it out on paper so they write write out their daily expenses on paper each day each week uh, so they can see it right in front of them and for a lot of people it's it's quite a therapeutic way of doing it and you know i do this with a lot of my lists or if i've got you know thoughts you know in my head which i can't get out i write things down so then i've got them out of my head and they're on paper so i see the appeal why people do that Likewise, you can also do the same in Excel um, and you can, you know, write them out in a Word document or on Excel. Um, and thirdly, you know, a lot of young people at the moment, you know, what I've spoken about in previous weeks is using, we use apps like Monzo and Starling on our phone to do our budgeting for us. So they provide us with spending notifications and they allocate our money to certain categories, which we can then review and basically have a look at. So they are so helpful and it, it does break down your expenses really specifically and I I believe, it's my opinion, that the more kind of specific you are and the more detailed you are, the better picture you have of where you need to change your budget or where you need to kind of alter your budgeting techniques. But 
for a lot of us, and I think a lot of you will agree, um, actually seeing all these expenses and all these kind of payments you're making in each individual instance is actually quite overwhelming and it can be much more uh, kind of easier for a lot of us to make it more general. So generalize each kind of category into like everyday expenses, utilities, just one of these kind of more broader uh, kind of categories because as I said before it can be quite overwhelming and so just seeing the total amount you're spending on one said general category can make it a bit easier but you just got to do what what's what you think is best for you and what you agree with most and whatever that is is just important that you identify exactly kind of what it is and one of the big parts of budgeting is knowing your disposable income and understanding how much money you have at your disposal to spend on these other things you want to do on a day-to-day basis and as I said at the start of the show the whole point of the last five episodes is that we know we've wanted to get you thinking about your income and working out how to accurately understand and basically know how much income you have coming in Um, and then what you do what you can do with that is then you can use that and kind of calculate your monthly expenditure to give a real accurate disposable income and disposable income is essentially just all the money you have kind of after taxes after bills after expenses that you can use for everyday things and you know once you've identified that you can start allocating even further be it with these specific categories as we spoke about before or be it with more general categories as we've also mentioned. So I think when you're thinking about budgeting with everyone, and I think we can all agree that it's the general opinion that when you're you're budgeting, you should first prioritise certain expenses and payments. For example, it's probably sensible to prioritise your student loan repayments over your phone bill or over going to the pub because it's a debt that is going to keep on increasing. Of, <laughs> of course, you know, a lot of us maybe don't follow this. Um, I know I certainly don't. But what it should just, you know, make you think about is just prioritizing these payments and perhaps budgeting in a way that allocates more money to these, you know, these priority debts or these this essential spending. And I'll come I'll come back to essential spending later in the show. But what I'm going to do now is kind of just talk a bit about my only personal budgeting techniques and what I do to give you an idea of the kind of thing I I do and what I'm like I guess and then we'll go on to talk about some more kind of professional views some more I say expert views Uh, you know everyone's really an expert in personal finance because it's it's all your personal finance it's what you do and it's all your own personal thing so firstly I'm gonna admit that I'm a bit old-fashioned with it you know although I have a Monzo account and although I use the you know, spending notifications and all that sort of thing. I actually still use Excel for my budget. Um, and I haven't been doing it for very long. I've kind of only been doing it for the past year since I graduated uni. Um, and I actually use my before tax income. So I work out uh, my tax and my national insurance contributions and all that. Effectively, I use my gross earnings. So I use my earnings before any bills are taken away. And I do that because it kind of just gives me a you know a sense of control and I just kind of like writing it out um I like to see what my tax payment is and I like to know what it's going to be you know before my my kind of pay my monthly pay bill comes in monthly payable monthly pay slip sorry um but yeah and so I think kind of 
I I kind of look at the my income on a whole, whole basis, work out my tax and my national insurance contributions month to month, um, which I explained in the last episode. So if you don't know how to do that, you can have a listen. Likewise, on our Instagram page, we have a an, a tax jargon buster, which explains how to calculate your tax and national insurance contributions from your uh, income. But I do that just because it just makes you feel a bit better about it and I like seeing it on paper like I said before it's psychologically kind of I like seeing it there and there so and how I do it so I have my priority expenses which is my tax my rent so my tax which includes my national insurance my rent uh, my debts my food and my bills so my bills include my phone bill my contact lenses um, my new subscriptions because you know I, I'm always going to want those so I value those as kind of priority expenses or essential spending as I'm going to call them and then I have my kind of non-essential spending which is like my subscriptions you know eating out like going out etc going to the pub you know all of that and then I have my savings column which includes my investments because uh, I kind of semi-class my savings because they're long term uh, but also it includes my ISA and my HSB savings accounts so that's kind of how I prioritize my spending you know I don't like to think of them too specifically so I don't like to have like Monzo does I don't like to have each different thing so travel uh, utility food drinks all of that I'd prefer to just have my food which I think for me food is a is a priority expense I don't know about you guys um, you know the food in my fridge so the food that I actually need to survive not kind of going out and eating etc and and again I, cl- I include quite a few of my bills which a few of you might kind of include as discretion discretionary expenses but you know I wear contact lenses so you know I need those to see so that's kind of quite important um, and likewise my phone bill you know I'm always going to need a phone bill and I'm always going to need a phone which always comes with a phone bill so that's why I kind of have those and yeah it's certainly not the most modern uh, way of doing it but I for me it gives me peace of mind I know kind of how to do it on Excel. I've, you know, created charts, etc. that help me visualize it a bit better. And that's just the way I do it. So kind of I've I've read I've read loads of different, you know, budgeting rules or budgeting techniques that supposedly are supposed to revolutionize your spending. But to be honest, the way I do it suits me well and works for me. So I'm happy to do it that way. And likewise you guys should do it the same way. You know, if you don't if you're not kind of thinking about budgeting or haven't budgeted before um, I'll go on and talk about some more kind of general ways that people do it to get you started thinking about it. But I wanted to tell you how I do it just to give you guys some idea of, you know, what I what I do basically. Uh, but, you know, the next part, we're going to kind of look at some rules, some kind of budgeting rules. And I say that with kind of open air quotes because I don't really like to call them rules because... It makes it seem like you have to do them when you don't and there's more they're more just about guiding you and guiding you on kind of a path of kind of budgeting uh, but that's just how a lot of people refer to them I'll refer to them as budgeting rules for this episode but just so you guys know I don't I don't really see them as a rule but anyway as I said at the start you know there's there is really no right answer to this part of the show and everyone's sort of budgeting technique is very different uh, so when you hear, kind of hear me talking about these things, I wouldn't worry and think, oh, I'm not doing that, and maybe I should be. Just kind of use what I talk about and what we talk about on the show to kind of kind of ask yourself if 
what you're doing is similar, different, and or better or worse. And maybe you can kind of incorporate what we talk about into the way you budget today and further and in the future. So the first ever budgeting rule I really heard about was this 50-30-20 rule. And it was by Elizabeth Warren, who's now a senator in the US. And I don't know why that's relevant, but um, I can't really, I guess it justifies her. She wrote it in a book and I can't remember when it was shown to me, but kind of it des- it describes splitting your after-tax earnings. So basically the, the your net earnings, so what you see at the bottom of your pay slip, into kind of 50% needs, 30% wants and 20% saving. And the thing with this rule is I think it's good in the sense that you should be allocating a bit to each part. And obviously the majority, unfortunately, is going to go to your bills or so your needs. Um, but the thing with this rule and, you know, allocating a set amount to your needs is that, you know, how do we know that 50% of our after-tax pay is going to cover our needs? You know, this, the kind of the rule suggests that if if you're going over 50% of your needs if your needs are costing more than 50% of your after-tax earnings then you're spending too much on it but I don't know I'm not sure kind of how I feel about that and they said it suggests kind of you know downsizing your lifestyle or changing your lifestyle to kind of suit this 50% need the needs thing but I'm not 100% sure about that likewise once which should only take up 30% of your earnings this is your non-essential spending so you know your leisure time sporting events new phone etc and the final one is saving, so that's twenty percent. And I think twenty percent is a good a good amount of um, kind of income you should be putting away for your investments, kind of for your savings. And let's say as I've used before, if you're earning two thousand pounds a month, you know twenty percent is four hundred quid, and that's quite a lot. You know that's quite a lot of money to be putting putting away every month. So I think you know I'm all for saving and investing, and I think that's a a large amount. It might not be feasible but it's a good amount. So the idea with these allocations is that, as I said before, with each of them, not just the needs, but also the kind of want and the savings, if you're if you're spending or overspending in each part or you're underspending, then you need to sort of adjust your lifestyle in order to cater for these. So if this is a case of overspending on your needs, this is a sign that you might need to reduce your costs or downsize your lifestyle. And this, as I said, this could be done by using cheaper transport, know downsizing your house you know moving somewhere with less rent or kind of eating spending less on food i think for your wants it just means doing less non-essential spending which means you know not going to the pub as much you know, not betting as much you know not going to like sports events or whatever and the same with saving you know if you're putting too much savings away you might just find that you you know you, you're you don't have enough money elsewhere to cover other other costs and so again just thinking about these sort of kind of general general allocation percentages um and i think like it's a good general rule to live you know i question you some of i question some of the the kind of reasons why we should allocate this amount of money and i think for for some people it might be a bit unrealistic but i think you should always be allocating your money into these sorts of columns so into you know your your needs so your bills and expenses etc your wants and then also you should always have um a column for like savings accounts and i think you know for a lot of short-term thinkers 
which I'm sure there are a few of you out there, or you're hoping to change that, a lot of you might just think, you know, you've got your needs and you've got your wants, but you don't think about how you could save going forward. So part of, you know, the way you change is by starting to think, okay, instead of spending more on going out or maybe reducing my costs, I can use that money to, you know, put into an ISA or I can start start thinking about investing. And this, you know, 50-30-20 rule allows us to do that. And this kind of method proposed by Elizabeth Warren allows us to, you know, think about think about each column and each kind of allocation a bit more. And as I said before, this rule also helps us to monitor whether you're overspending on certain aspects of your life. You know, for a lot of us, we may not be able to minimise some of our needs too easily. As I said before, you know, if you're a graduate who's just moved into London, you're probably not, not on the highest salary. So a large proportion of your your kind of pay is going to go on your expenses so I think and that's why I said at the start you know that's why it's difficult to allocate needs to a certain percentage and don't feel like if you're way over 50% of your income if like say 50% of your income is going on your rent and you're way over this 50% mark then don't like don't kind of suddenly freak out and think you're doing everything wrong you might just have to value kind of you might just have to adjust each of these values slightly you know you might just have to say okay I'm going to allocate 60% of my income on needs or kind of your priority essential spending so I think depending on the level of your needs you'll need to adjust everything slightly and given that like you know given this I don't think it's imperative to strictly live by this rule at all times but it definitely is a good way to get you thinking about how to allocate your finances and it is you know, a very well-known rule that many people do live by. And so for a lot, and you know, for a lot of people, the main problem they have is that the, I know a lot of people will fall into this and is, is often why people want to take a hold of their personal finance. But a lot of people spend too much on the wants and, you know, living and kind of live for the here and now. And I think that does happen more so now than ever that, you know, we spend more on our day-to-day lives because, you know, we, we live in quite a materialistic society. Um, but you can like ch- change that, you know, I think kind of going forward as a general rule, if you want to change your habits and you want to change your personal finance budgeting habits, you know, think about this method, you know, think about the 50, 30, 20 rule. And, you know, think about your long term future, think more about allocating more of your money towards saving. Or, you know, make sure you're prioritizing your needs more efficiently. And as I said at the start, you know, if you want to really hit this 50% mark and you don't want to exceed it, then you will have to make some lifestyle changes. You might have to move into a smaller flat or a part of a kind of a place which has cheaper rent. Um, so it's just something to think of. And I think one issue that many of us may have with this as well is that the 50, 30, 20 is a bit too general. And, you know, a lot of us might want to prioritize quite differently. You know, as I said, in my opinion, I like to have things a bit more detailed and I want to know exactly what I can allow for specific aspects of my finances, e.g. like, you know, for the savings part, where she refers to the 20%, I would split that further into perhaps investing, uh, ISA, emergency fund, you know, each specific savings element or investment element, I would want to know what, you know, what amount is going into that. So, and it just gives me an idea of what exactly I have for each category. And I realise that might be a bit picky and it might be a bit too kind of much, but there may be a lot of you like that who want, kind of like that and like the details. So 
just to kind of give that some thought. Another method or rule I've read recently is the 70-30 rule. And I actually read that quite a few people use this. Um, and I was actually quite surprised because this uh, rule, as I say, is kind of even more general. You know, it goes even further to generalizing your spending, like much more than the 50-30-20 rule. It basically states that 70% of your income should be allocated for all spending. So anything you spend on, bills, expenses, fun stuff, travel, food, rent, you know, the full Monty, you know, really any way you spend money. And the last 30% should be split into 10% savings, 10% investment and 10% charity. And while it is a popular and proven method, as seen by the amount of people that use it online, I feel like there are quite a few things wrong with this rule. And... You know, you might use, you might use this rule, so you might disagree with what I'm about to say. But this is just my kind of opinion, and just from looking at it a little bit, and actually reading a few people their responses online, uh, it kind of just kind of backed up my view on it a little bit. But saying you know we're going to allocate seventy percent of my earnings on, or seventy percent of our earnings on everything, you know what is everything? You know that's I think that's far too general. You know a lot of these a lot of these kind of costs that you put into this everything category will vary month to month. You know, the chance of me spending the exact same amount on my food each month is going to vary quite a lot. And likewise, my going out. So I think it's quite difficult to kind of just generalize and say 70% of my earnings is going to be on everything. But saying that, you know, for a lot of people, they do have the very kind of similar expenses month to month, you know, with with everything they do so i think this is why again it works better for more people than others like if you have a very set kind of lifestyle and you have the same costs and you know you're gonna have the same costs each month then this one could be this one this method could be good for you or if you don't like being too specific if you prefer to just generalize a bit more this is this is kind of this might be the one for you and don't get me wrong i do agree with the second part of the rule so the 30 part you know in, in part, in the sense that you should be allocating 10% to savings, 10% to investments. But I'm not sure about the last part, which is invest, in, which is allocating 10% to charity. Uh, and look, I don't want to sound controversial here. And, you know, I kind of love and respect all the work that kind of charitable people do and the donations that people give. But I think 10% of your paycheck every month to charity is, is a lot of money. Um, you know, if you're earning £1,500 a month after tax, that's 150 quid a month. You know, that is a lot. And, you know, I donate to my friends who do marathons, who raise money for charity and all that. And I really, you know, really about that. I've done it myself. I've, you know, I've run, I've done runs for charity and raised money. But no way do I donate to the value of £150 every month. And I don't think a lot of us do. And I don't know, I might be... I might just be wildly off here, but I think that sounds like a lot to a lot. And I don't know, does I don't know what you guys think about that. And you know, send me, drop me a message if you think I'm I'm a dick. And but I don't know, I, but I think you know I'm digressing a little bit. But back to kind of the main point and this whole seventy thirty thing. And for me personally, as you guys have already probably worked out, this wouldn't work for me. Um, and but it does require a lot a lot of less effort and it would be very easy to work out to work out the 70 30 rule in terms of your own your own kind of income 
but I think a lot of us would want a bit more from our budgets and would want to know a bit more and have a better understanding of our money from a month to month basis. So, you know, I I personally didn't think the 50, 30, 20 rule was detailed enough. So I'm probably not going to think this one's detailed enough either. But as I said, you know, this could work for a lot of people and it could work just generalizing with 70% of your income on everything spending and then the 30 on those three other things. So again, like if you want to explore this method, have a go, like have a go and use this, use this as your budgeting thing. And, you know, it might be, it might be right for you. So look, we've looked at, we've, I've, I've only covered two budgeting methods today because, you know, two or two rules, because I don't really, as I was kind of thinking about this and writing this, I kind of thought to myself that, you know, there's no point going over set rules if the main point of the show is that is that I'm promoting that budgeting should be done how you like it. What I would say though is that I hope these rules give you a guidance of the way you can kind of slightly address budgeting, you know, thinking about, you know, the 50, 30, 20, thinking about the 70, 30, just thinking about percentage allocations of your income into ways you can allocate that money. Um, but before we finish, I want to look back and briefly talk about disposable income again and I want to leave you with a little something to think about that I think could help you quite a lot and it has helped me personally. Now understanding disposable income is relatively easy I do appreciate that and for those of you who don't know disposable income is just your income minus your expenses so whatever your kind of expenses are if that's you know debt, tax, you know, living, rent, all that sort of thing. It's basically the spending money you have. Disposable income is effectively the spending money you have. And don't get confused though, because disposable income is used for, you know, disposable income kind of umbrellas all your spending that isn't tax and bills. So the thing with disposable income, you now have worked out how much you have left to spend on everything else. But what if we kind of thought slightly differently about disposable income? You know, depending on what your financial goals are, perhaps you want to invest some money. You could include this amount as an expenditure as well. So you could actually include the investment part that you may have before excluded and used as a disposable income. You could include this investment part in your essential spending. Likewise, you know, another example is kind of let's say you want to start contributing to an ISA and regularly saving not necessarily investing but just saving you know for an emergency fund or a rainy day the money saved for a lot of us isn't necessarily an expense and it a lot of people would never categorize your saving as an expense but if you treat it like an expense and if you treat it like something that has to be paid every month you're more likely to actually save that money and not go over budget and use it on something else. For example, going out to the pub. You know, if that money is automatically taken out of your account, like taxes, like your national insurance contributions are, you're likely to see a massive improvement in the amount you save or the amount and the achievement rate of that goal. So, you know, whatever your goal is, if it's if it's a holiday, if it's, say, a holiday kind of money you want to save up, mark that down as an expense and have that taken out of your account straight away so then you never see it and then you can never use it on something else. So the whole point of it is that you're 
you're putting this money aside immediately, you're not seeing it, so psychologically it's not going to be there, and you're not going to think, okay, I could spend it, and it's just going to be taken away straight away, and as I said, hopefully it will help you to achieve your goals quicker, and especially it'll be, this is a good method if you're actually, you're not very good at sticking to goals, or you're, you know, just starting to kind of get into goal setting and that sort of thing, and you're trying to think of ways to improve that. Um, So give that some thought, you know, if you do, as I said, if you want to achieve your goals, you know, think about them slightly differently when you're budgeting. You know, include 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 your investments in your priority priority debt, or your kind of essential spending column. You know, whatever you call it, and then you might find more success. And that's just one one point I want to leave you with at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, so you know, we've reached the end of this show. It's slightly shorter today, um, but I hope you this has opened your mind to kind of different ways you can budget and. I hope it's kind of made you realize that however you budget it is you know I'd say budgeting is important but however you do it is is less important it's more dependent on what works for you and you know maybe you've learned something new today you've learned kind of a, maybe a different way of viewing budgeting maybe you've kind of seen that actually putting money behind for investments or thinking long term is slightly better but just, you know, think about what we've, spe- what we've spoken about today and how you could include them in your budgeting. You know, maybe maybe you've learned something that can help you slightly alter your the current way you budget. And perhaps you already did these things and or perhaps you're just happy with how you budget already. That's OK. Kind of the point of the show was just to get your head around budgeting and, you know, how it can benefit you and the different ways you can do it, really. And, the diff- you know, there's endless ways that you could budget you could you know as i said at the start write on a sheet of paper do it in excel like i do it you could just use your monzo spending notifications to budget you know that's that's what that's how it is and budgeting also doesn't have to be something you physically do it could be something you just do in your head and i think as again as i said at the start what's more important and i think what's most important is that your budgeting is tailored to your financial goals and just their personal honestly it's personal finance it's 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 going to be what is for you so i hope you've enjoyed this episode and this this budgeting episode actually concludes the managing your income series and it feels like it went really quickly it's been five episodes now and over the last five episodes you know we've really looked at managing our income you know we've looked at how we can maximize it both in terms of earning potential so how we can earn more money how we can bring more into our account on a day-to-day basis we've looked at how we can maximize it when it's actually sitting in our account and you know if you go back onto the two you know i think it's episodes two and three uh three and no two and three which looked at high street banks and online banks and the benefits of those and the way we can make the most of them and we've also understood one of the main aspects of our lives which reduces our income which is tax and you know how we can mitigate tax you know in order to kind of maximize our income and finally today we've introduced you know talking about budgeting and the way that we allocate our income because the the kind of the last four episodes has led up to this episode which looks at how once we know our income how we allocate it best and so as i said you know that's the end of the manager income series and this actually brings us on to our next series which again i'm equally really excited to bring you guys because uh, i think it's gonna be really really useful and really helpful to you guys and this is managing your outgoings so this 
is probably one of the most important parts of our personal finance and the one that everyone always, always, always wants to sort out. And it basically comes down to managing the money that leaves our account. You know, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk all things expenses. Um, and these expenses, you know, can be categorized into three headings, which is our essential spending, also known as our priority spending or the needs, as we've called them today. And these include, you know, understanding our debts, including student loan, credit cards, but also understanding our rents and things like utilities and how kind of best we can manage those. We're going to look at our everyday spending. So this is the thing that most of us always overspend on, which is like food and travel and things like that. And finally, our occasional or non-essential spending, which is the fun stuff. So clothing, going out, entertainment, birthdays, all that sort of stuff. And effectively, what we're going to do is each episode is going to go through those categories and you know, we'll have further episodes going into more detail on specific things. So, you know, I plan to look at student finance in detail specifically and how how that all works, basically. And other things I'm going to kind of look at, you know, how we can manage utilities. So the best ways to reduce our utilities bills using kind of switching providers, you know, kind of comparison sites, all of that. And I'm also going to look at credit cards in detail as well. And I know credit cards are something that more and more of us as we you know, leave uni or as we leave college are going to start kind of using. Um, I think they're going to be very important. So we'll look at credit cards in detail as well. And what we're going to basically do is look at all of this, all of our outgoings. I'm going to try and cover as much of our outgoings as possible and how we can manage them, how we can reduce them and just about how we can save money. And managing our outgoings is mostly about wanting to save money. So and I think given the current climate we're in, you know, given coronavirus, given that, you know, for a lot of people, our income has been either cut or we've been made redundant or kind of we've had to take, we've had to kind of take sick pay, etc. The m- most important thing at the moment is thinking about how we can reduce our spending so that we don't run out of money. So, so stay tuned for that series. I think it's going to be great and... I'm really excited because hopefully we're going to get our first guests on the show, which will just make it more exciting and hopefully we'll be able to bring you a more professional view of the certain things we're going to talk about. So I'm going to end it there, guys. As always, every week, you know, I really love talking to you. If you've enjoyed, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, you know, get in touch. You know, I'd love to hear from you guys on Instagram or, you know, just send me an email if you have any questions about what we've spoken about. You know, I'm going to leave some, I'm going to leave kind of links and notes in the show notes below which will hopefully support what we've spoken about and i'll give you some good uh, links to kind of the budgeting techniques we've spoken about and finally guys if you are listening apple apple podcasts i hope that if you'd enjoyed it you would leave a positive review if you haven't enjoyed it maybe leave some constructive criticism uh, because the more reviews we get the more uh, people will see it and again just the more the more kind of a community we can build and the more people can learn and i think now more than ever i think personal finances are going to become really popular because we're in an eco- economic uh recession where people are losing jobs and money's a, a big priority for people at the moment so i want to help you guys as much as possible and you know just keep in touch and if you have any more questions let us know and Stay safe, guys. Keep looking out for each other. Keep spending, keep saving, keep doing what you're doing. And we will chat to you next week.